You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mumbo rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Oh, Mike. Oh. Don't tell me you got a crisis going on. No. No, it's just like you know. I've been I've been excited about today all day. Mm-hmm. This is so big. There's so much to say, so much to talk about. And then, 15 seconds ago, I read a thing about uh, how the Cardinals are, like they were seven and zero last year, and then what have, what are they since? Like eight and twenty eight or something like that. Some record like that. Some horrible record. Yeah. And I thought. You know what? Like, if you're the guy who thinks, or at least once thought, that this show is terribly unfair to to, to the Arizona Cardinals, would it be like vindication that they're eight and twenty eight since? And so that was like, like, oh, I've got all this whole all these Bill stats, and I've got the. <laughs> Yeah, well, their record in the divisional you know, games, and at least, at least your distraction is sports related. I, I I just realized here as the open was playing. Yeah, people who wear glasses, you wear glasses. Um, the the realization when you it, it, it you finally see that oh that smudge in the middle of each lens of my glasses is permanent. Like that's not coming mm. out. And it took, you know, I guess I, you know, thinking for a few months, like, oh, they, they, oh, yeah, I cleaned them. They're good. Yeah, okay. Oh, soap and water. Yeah, they're good. They're good. No, they're, no, they're, they're, you know, they're fine. They're what not is as it, scratched. It, no, they're, well, they're, they're, they're still okay. They're still usable. They're not scratched up or anything like the glasses that I had before I got these, but there is a permanent, like, there's a, there's a mark in the middle of each lens that will not come out. What would it and, be? I don't know. I just um, hit it with stuff, uh, tools, I, <laughs> guitar, headstocks. I have no idea, but I, I've, I've got like just little scratches in the middle of each lens, kind of in the same spot. So it's like something that I must be doing that I don't really realize I'm doing, that I'm banging things into my glasses. 
But you will never see clearly again with these glasses then, you're saying? No, I'm going to need, these are like three years old, and um, I think I'm going to need, eventually I'm going to need some new glasses. They're, a- they're still fine. The glasses that these replaced, it got to a point where at night, I, like they were so scratched up, I had to take them off to drive at night, which was not good because my eyesight's not great. Uh, these are not to that stage, but it's the first step. I'm going to have to do something. Uh, this did not need to be divulged. I, I, it was my choice. I did it. No one told me to tell people my glasses are really? sludgy. No one? No. That was not a mandate? No, I did not get a, but hey, you know what would be good <laughs> is if you opened the show Friday before the Bills play the Bengals in a highly anticipated divisional Hold on. We're going to need you to talk about yeah. your smudged glasses. Just please don't make it political. They want to, right? They want to. Yeah, what does Tony Dungy think of my glasses? They, they, they don't. Yeah, nobody cares. I, I'm, but I was distracted when you said, "Oh no," and I'm like, "Oh no, don't tell me you're distracted by something." Because I just realized just now, I'm looking out a window. It's light. I put them on. I'm like, I just cleaned them. What? I cleaned again. I'm like, oh no, that's it. It's over. Does anybody want a distraction today? Maybe I don't know. I, is everybody all really, really bound up here and? Just anxiety riddled. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, they, they might be. Uh, so maybe wait until distra- next week. Maybe right. Maybe a distraction's in order. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be here. I didn't mean to start here, but you know, I did, and so you know, my apologies. Um, I'm I'm more excited than I am nervous. Yeah, me too. I, I, me too. I, I don't. You're I, more eager than yeah. you are anxious. Yeah. People use the word anxious. To mean good or bad, but it's actually only meant for bad. Yeah. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. If you're excited about something, you're not anxious. You're eager. You're excited, but not yeah. anxious. And that's 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 kind of that's that's where I am, and I I don't know uh, how right it is to be like that, but I um I I feel like it's been a while, and so since they've played a really you know, three turnovers each of the last three games, 12 turnovers during the eight-game winning streak. You know, there's a lot of sloppiness here. I, I Look out if they don't give the ball away. And that could happen one day here, you know. Like, it doesn't have to always be that he's going to take these chances and turn it over or just have some bad luck uh, or some combination thereof. And, I don't know, I think I mentioned to Joe Ostrowski yesterday, like the five-and-a-half – which is what it is now. I don't know if that's if it might have been four and a half yesterday when we talked. It doesn't matter. Whatever it was, like that is got to be like if you're betting that you're betting on. I think Allen to play a clean game, and maybe he will. You know, like it, he's due to play a clean game. I'd say uh, if that matters at all. So I don't know. I feel good. I feel really good about the, them someday. A clean game, or that Burrow won't. I mean the. Total is 49. What have I got? 27 and a half, 21, 7, 5. 5 and a half. So 27, 21, 27, 22 kind of game. That 22 isn't that great. Right. 27, the Bills, the Bills had three turnovers last week and scored in the 30s. I think, I think maybe it's more of a, it doesn't have to be a bet on any particular thing, but a bet on the Bills defense maybe with that spread. You know, Miami had, what, 231 yards yep, yep. in that game. You take a few kind of fluky return plays away. And, I, I mean, in, in the second quarter on, on Sunday watching Bill's Dolphins, I was thinking about a shutout. Like, can the Dolphins score at all mm-hmm. in this game? And then it ended up in the 30s. Five and a half, that is the number today. 
Most famous Bills, <laughs> hear me out. Most famous Bills game that went, according to ProFootballReference.com and Stathead, that went off at five and a half. Bills favored by five and a half. Six to three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on. 2009, the Browns game, the Bills were favored <laughs> by five and a half. The last time the Bills were favored by five and a half was the game in Denver two years ago. Late season game. Oh, that was a slaughterhouse. And it was. The Bills won 48 to 19. <laughs> Destroyed them, yeah. Their last. That was the day that William Fitchner called our, our post game show. Yes. Bill. Yeah. Bill Fitchner, yes. Yeah. The last time the Bills played the Bengals, the line was five and a half. I mean, completed a game with the Bengals. 2019, Zach Taylor, yes. Burrow, Chase Higgins, not yet. A, t- a Bengal team that would finish last in the league and then draft Joe Burrow the next year. So that game, week three of 2019, five and a half. Comfortable number. I just wanted, it's just not an easy, obvious kind of line to process. and Like, oh, okay, this is what I've got. Last week, the Bills were favored by 14. And you, and you know, if you pay any attention to it, that's almost as big as it gets. I mean, that's top... What would that be? Five percentiles? Yeah, top, especially, top five especially percentile. it probably even gets maybe even slimmer than that if you're talking about playoff games only. Yeah, that's right. And so if it's three, you know what three means. It used to mean home field, you know, the difference between home and not. Um, five and a half, like, so it's not seven, it's not three, it's not 14. What is, what is, it's not pick them. What is five and a half? It's what? It, it's, I, I think the line... It, everybody's going to have a different read. It's, for me, been more optimistic for the Bills than I think we seem or mm-hmm. how we mm-hmm. sound. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Allen and the turnovers, and we have Ross Tucker yesterday talking about Rick. Ross just is like, I love you guys, but I'm, I don't think they're going to win it because I don't see him – Staying out of the ditch three weeks in a row. Yeah. And he, he says the other teams are good enough now that if he plays this way, they're going to get beat. And that's that's more – that's firmer than I want to be for sure. Like, with – it's still an adjustment, and I mean – I don't mean this toward Ross. I love Ross. It's still an adjustment watching the NFL and getting used to a player who does make these occasional mistakes – but you've just got to always not forget what comes with that. Yeah, the offset's pretty strong. The upside is so high that look at the Bills' record in these games, you know? Like, they almost always win. And Miami last week is a pretty good example. Now, that's a team that really couldn't drive the ball or drive the field, and had they, then you are at a, you have a problem. <laughs> you almost did anyway. Couldn't get that last playoff. Yikes. But... It's, it, it works, what they are. It works. There's an article today, The Ringer, Ben Solak, and there's discussion about Jeremy's got another one that he was tweeting about how like he's taking too many deep ball chances mm-hmm. for, what they, for what they're doing on the field. And I just, I don't disagree. I don't want to dispute that. Those guys have done the work. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, yeah. I want to, here we are, like, okay. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. 
I, I, I do think I, I, I've not read all of that. Um, I, 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 I probably make a mistake sometimes in ignoring more than I should because I, I see things presented on my timeline by people I choose to follow, and they're presented as like, you know, I can't, I can't believe this person wrote this. Maybe that's too strong, but it's like, like oh, here's another sort of ass-backwards criticism of the Bills. And I, I don't necessarily want to read that and officiate, like decide for myself whether this is warranted all the time. I mean, I do plenty. I mean, I, I, I do want to know what people are saying to some extent. Um, but stuff that like is being presented as this is just going to make you mad doesn't really help me, uh, I don't think, uh, do this job. So um, I, I, I try to sort of filter a lot of stuff out. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure um, – like where, like what the foundation of all this is? If it's just surface level, like these last couple of weeks, like and especially last week, well, sh- absolutely, he took a ton of deep shots. Miami was begging him to do it, and th- it almost worked for them because you know the mistakes kind of came came with that, and and maybe a more methodical game would have been more boring, and you know <laughs> less, uh, you know less uh, less stressful. Um, I, I think if if fans are going into this game worried about Allen just throwing it up, I would want to say there's a big difference between throwing it up when a guy is in single coverage and throwing it up when there's two or three guys back there. It's a very different thing. And if the Bengals, like I suspect they will, don't take the Patriot or Dolphins gamble, which is let's bring more of the Dolphins than, than the Patriots. Um you know, let's blitz almost half the time, uh, and let's even when we do that, you know, zero cover and, you know, five, six, seven guys, we're just bringing it. I don't think the Bengals are going to approach the Bills this way, and I don't think because of that that Allen's going to just chuck the ball down the field because there's going to be dudes there. I think he may have to work differently, and I would expect he knows that. I would expect Ken Dorsey knows that. So, you know, they prepared – for an opponent last week that they, I think, were pretty confident would attack them the way they did. And their antidote to that is, you want a single cover Stephon Diggs? Well, we're throwing it down there on the first play, or whatever that was, that first series. Uh, And same with Gabe Davis, even John Brown on that one. He's the only receiver. There's only one guy back there. That's it. That's my read. My read is, you're single covered. I'm going to throw it to you. I don't think the Bengals are going to present their defense that way. Um, and so I would expect to see a very different looking sort of, you know, game plan from the bills in this game. If they do, they do. If, if they do, I don't right. mind my chances anyway. Right. Like, no, sure. Um, this, this second half of these, this year, there've been several games where the bills and Allen, to some extent, he was responsible for this. We're content playing it safe. That's what we talked a lot about between Thanksgiving and Christmas is, yep. Okay, they're playing it safe, they're winning. Is it because they don't feel like they can play the other way or or not? Like we didn't know that answer. I didn't feel like I I felt like maybe the Bills had come off of what had made them winners. And to me, their attitude about throwing the ball has a lot to do with what made them winners. It's not just their players or their play calls, but it was a commitment to well, not establishing the run, okay? So what do we have there in those games? I don't know. Can we do we still have the, you know, the fastball here or 
this way works. You're playing lesser teams and you want to play it safer. The Bears game, Cleveland, you know. Um, I wasn't sure. And the last two games have brought me back. New England and then Miami, where there were big plays from Allen in the passing game. Davis is back. Knox in the end zone. Even Beasley, like Shakir. Now we're as they say, now we're cooking with gas, right? Like if if mm-hmm. if I'm them, like I'm well, I don't have to be them. Like I'm excited care, care, now. Careful cooking with gas. We're gonna get political again. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I don't even know what that is, but I know what you mean. I know what you're you're talking about. Some, you know, loony kind of thing. Keep moving. Um, so I I like these bills. I can live with turnovers. Turnovers are part of it. Patrick Mahomes too. Brett Favre. Like t- turnovers are part of it. I don't want to be afraid, mm-hmm. and I don't think they should be. I don't think they will be. Now, Burrow, on the other side, he's good. Those guys are good, and Greg Cosell, I know, was talking, uh, and I respect him, on the last show about how Cincinnati is not, we're talking about ge- generalities here, like throwing the ball downfield versus not, pretty much, and how they haven't been doing that in these games against Baltimore. They haven't been doing that. Now, I don't know like if you're ready with – that's a matchup thing too. It probably it has to be to some extent. It has to be, but the Bengals, to me, in my mind's eye, they're more like the Dolphins with Tua, where you've got three, if you want, but certainly two elite wide receivers, and then Boyd, and then Hurst, who are all relevant. Even P. Ryan and Mixon can be in the passing game, and that's not just going to be like deep drops and mm-hmm. launching passes like they're the, from the T-shirt cannon. Like these are just it's it's slants and different kind of routes underneath intermediate stuff that uh, we were we were seeing Cincinnati do well in the game against the Bills before it was stopped. Like the, the even the very last play was a 15 yard or so pass to Higgins on which Hamlin yep. was injured. So yeah, they did take that one deep shot on the first play, but yeah, and mostly, got a flag. Yeah, right, right. Wonder if they'll take the ball again if they win the. Coin I know. Toss. I was. I was wondering about that. I, thought, I, no. I, I was wondering if if the if the Bills win it, will they do the same thing? Um, I doubt it. I mean, I think McDermott is kind of married to that tactic of, of deferring. Uh, but it, I, I I guess I'm more interested in the coin toss Sunday than maybe I've been in a long time, if not Ooh. ever. Will it be on? Mm. Doesn't on the on the radio? Don't they have the coin toss? I don't, you don't see it on TV. The Super Bowl, you do because we're all betting on it. but i don't think we're gonna see the coin toss yeah we come back from commercial and jim nance will tell you what happened there and they'll analyze it right and they'll if it's somebody taking the ball they'll be all like tingly (laughs) oh how about this take momentum statement they never tell you nobody ever tells you why i know i did this recently but nobody ever tells you why teams defer maybe with sean mcdermott it is like the whole idea of connecting scoring drives, the end of the first half and the start of the second half, which I don't care. But what you do care about is the information you have from the first half. That's starting with the score of the game. That's, you know, matchups. Maybe there's an injury that changes something. Do I need to score fast because I'm losing? Do I need to slow down because I'm winning? Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to start the second half and not the first. So um, that's why you defer. That's why coaches almost always do that. You just never, I at least never hear that uh, explained. Maybe they want to keep it secret. Like if yes. if, if any of them are th- are know that or are thinking that, 
they don't want to say it at a microphone because then they're worried that they're going to let everybody in on the secret. Mm. But, I mean, almost everyone defers. Who knows for sure what their reasons are. Uh, that's why it stood out when Zach Taylor and the Bengals took the ball in that Monday night game. That's rare. Not being played. Yeah, it was like, whoa, hey, whoo, ha, look at that. No reason to be paranoid out there, folks, coaches. Simple enough, just explain it. But, yeah, sometimes uh, it doesn't work quite that way. The Bills are 6-7 and seven all time in the divisional round. A couple of these, like, they're the second... They're the round before the championship game, so therefore they're the, the the divisional round, like in 74. In 74, the Bills were the only wildcard team. That's how they did it. Three division winners and one wildcard team. So their game, they played the Steelers that year in Pittsburgh and lost, and that counts as a divisional round game. It's the round before the championship round. So six and seven. Last year, hmm, let's just not talk about that. Tough one, yeah. Baltimore the year before. Yep. Nice little streak in the 90s. That would make sense, right? If you go to the Super Bowl every year, you're winning in the divisional round. You don't get a bye from the divisional round. Right. So 6-7 and seven is their record, one under. They're also one under for all time in the postseason, 18-19. and 19. That's not bad. Because you're always going, unless you win it all, you're always going to have a loss. Yeah. Are there any shootout losses in there? No. No. Overtime, uh, yes. <laughs> right, right. Houston. They have a win over Houston, and then they have a loss to the other Houston in uh, overtime in the playoffs. Is that it? Oh, last year. Oof. Yeah, last year. <laughs> How many? See, this is good for hockey. I'm glad you mentioned this because for hockey, I would do it. How many regulation losses do they have in the last <laughs> few years in the playoffs? Well, can't wait. Had a conversation. Someone's actually here in the halls. Cool. And he said, "How do you feel?" I said, "About what?" <laughs> he said. <laughs> He said, Sunday. I'm like, oh, fine. He says, what do you think? I said, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but they're good enough to win. Yeah, and he I said, so good. is Cincinnati. He said, yep. I said, that's true. Um, but then what? Now what do you do? Arm wrestle. You just kind of have to wait. You have to wait these 48 hours here yep. and see uh, see what happens. Oh, that's but, right. It is. Yeah. Our show started. Four, yeah, that's right. Three, three o'clock. o'clock. It's an odd kickoff time, but okay. What are you worried about? What are you not worried about? 803-0550 is the number. It's just hanging out, the two of us, until Sal comes along at 5. So just kind of an open forum here on this game and the Bills' chances in the postseason. Bills and Bengals, Sunday at 3, pregame at 10, Sunday morning. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, football Friday. Sal Capaccio with the Duntire Roundtable, hour-long That'll start at 5 today. Back after this, maybe we'll hear from you. This is WGR. It's a combination and a balance of everything in moderation of different styles of offense and some short, some intermediate, some long, you know, and and doing some things to uh, take things off of Josh's shoulders from time to time. So that's the ideal situation. Obviously, you have to adjust as the game unfolds. Sean McDermott and the Bills prepping for Cincinnati Sunday at 3, CBS. Tomorrow, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Wouldn't mind some takes on that. Yesterday after Ross, I got into a Jacksonville place. <laughs> yes. And I, I got home and drank after after getting into that place, mm. thinking that maybe I'd lost my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
I, 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 uh, my feeling would be that our audience liked hearing you talk about how Jacksonville could win. I, I, how much you meant it or believe it, I don't know. But I, like, I am betting it. If they, right. if anybody cares, like you know. three to one plus three thirty three, so a little more. Mm-hmm. Money line, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine point underdog, Jacksonville. So when we were analyzing them for our fantasy lineups in playoffs. I'm thinking of Jared Smola with Draft Sharks. He he had that they, and I saw this again today, they were 30th in the league in pass defense DVOA, football outsiders metric. Like, oh, that's pretty bad. But they don't or didn't give up a lot of points and yards. So on a per-play basis, this might be something they'd be arguing about in Jacksonville, you know, like if somebody dared to use the stat on the radio or something. Like, wait a minute, no, because we're not giving up many touchdowns or many yards here for the most part, but... Per play, they weren't. They don't grade out very well. I did see that they are... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I, I, I believe I saw this this week. They are particularly bad against tight ends. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Oh, perfect, anywhere. perfect. But that seems like trouble. <laughs> it does. I'm <laughs> the best guy in the league. Okay, good luck with that. It's just not, I don't know, this is just dumb talk, but Kansas City, like everybody knows Kelsey. Like everybody knows. when you, Everybody's scheming for Kelsey. You've got to think. And they've mm-hmm. played them before. So maybe it's sort of counterintuitive when it comes to the Chiefs. Because their tight end happens to be their top guy. I think on some teams, you sort of forget about the tight end. Mm-hmm. And maybe those are the guys who are eating against the Jacksonville defense. I don't know. I'm trying a little bit. Here is Peter with us. Hi, Peter. Hey, how are we doing, uh, Mike and uh, Bulldog? 
Good, Peter. Thank you for calling. Hey, so I just uh, I actually just drove through uh, Josh's college town, so I figured I'd, I'd give you guys a call and just chat about the game on Sunday. Um, cool. How's things out there? I, it's actually a beautiful day here. Um, speed limit seventy, and it's a it's a two lane road. It's kind of <laughs> sketchy, but uh, it's an absolutely beautiful day. And um, talked to yep. some people at the bookstore about Josh, and that's actually funny. His uh, his jersey is the only football jersey that they sell at the bookstore there, which is pretty cool. But um, Anyways, I want to talk about um, our defense, our front, how we're going to get after Joey. Um, I think it's interesting how the Bengals go about um, getting to the quarterback and how we do it. Um, I feel like we we like to bring four guys, not really a linebacker. We don't really show cover zero a lot and then drop mm-hmm. back out of it. I was just wondering if you guys think that um, – we're going to kind of use some disguises more, bring walk some linebackers up, maybe drop back at D lineman just to show, uh, just to show some different things to Joey on, uh, on Sunday. And with that being said, those three offensive uh, linemen that they have out, I think that's going to be a, a huge, uh, huge plus for our, for our defensive linemen and, and being able to do different things to those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think you're always looking to find some edge, um, you know, giving giving a quarterback different looks looks that they haven't seen you use even if in the end you are just going to settle back and do what you most often do um you know that said um i i think milano coming on on blitzes but not i'm i'm is it is it have to be a blitz if he comes because i think what they've been doing frequently here with him is him replacing someone who looks like they're going to rush the passer, but that person drops out, like a, like a Basham, say. And so you're changing who the fourth guy is and hoping for some confusion there. Sort of like I think Ross Tucker referenced this talking with us yesterday that you just, you know, as a lineman, if, you're, if, 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 if you look and that guy isn't coming – and it, then your attention goes somewhere else, and then he comes. You know, you got a you got a decent chance of getting through clean or cleaner. Um, I don't think the Bills will try to change who they've been and blitz Joe Burrow. I think that's asking for trouble. I think the Ravens have learned that lesson the hard way and changed their tactics and had success by not blitzing as much as they used to uh, these last couple games when they played them. And I, I think the Bills would be nuts if they, like, suddenly decided to be blitz-happy. I, I just think that Burrow will eat them up if they do that. I think that's something that you only move to as the game is proceeding because you're you're failing the other way. Mm-hmm. If I have to do it, I'll do it. Uh, I have to try something. I can't stop this team. Then you're going you're gonna to see that happen. But I wouldn't expect it from the start of this game. I, I also, um, this isn't really, also, sorry, uh, the show is free, saying anything really interesting, but teams lose offensive linemen a lot in the NFL, and you know, we've seen it happen with the Bills, and there are times when it doesn't even really sort of show itself, <laughs> where the depth guy, does anybody think they know like who the whether the Bengals' backups are good on the offensive line. That's that's more than I, by far, claiming to know about the National Football League, so it doesn't have to be like this guy Williams who got hurt, for instance, against Baltimore. Was like he had kind of lousy numbers, right? He had lots of sacks given up, and who knows if they're not even better off without him. So there's not always a big drop off, is all. 
and I wouldn't want to assume that there will be in this game. Everybody's talking about this one particular angle, which is interesting. You have the Bengals injuries, and then you have the Bills, whose pressure rate has fallen off dramatically since Von Miller left. And so we'll be watching that right away. Yeah. You know, see if if um, the Bills look like they have a big advantage there. And whatever happens, the, the team that looks inferior will adjust to it. Leave yep. a tight end in, bring a second back in, or whatever you're going to do if you're Cincinnati. And if it's the Bills, it means sending more guys. And the Bills do have a pretty clean injury report, but the two guys that are listed as questionable are two of your defensive tackles. Jones, who's like that's relatively new. I don't, I don't think there had been much question about him being available recently. Phillips has been like weeks of this, like just sort of it's – Will he play? Will he not play? When he plays, he looks like he's somewhat hampered. Um, so, you know, I, th- that could offset the injuries up front is all I'm saying, that the Bengals have. If the Bills are, you know, either A, without one or both of those guys, or if those guys are not as, you know, not capable of being as effective as they could be if they were 100% healthy. Thanks, Peter. Here's Sean next. Hi, Sean. Hey, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. Good. Um, yeah, not to get so I definitely don't have a major concern, obviously, when it comes to Diggs and Davis and probably the time that Josh will have to get the ball to them against, you know, Apple and or, you know, whoever else is at that other corner. I know Hilton's in the slot. Um, so I don't have a lot of, you know, I think that's going to be our path to success if we can abuse that. However, I just don't have no idea how the Bills are five and a half point favorites here. It's, it's kind of weird. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, the Bengals with a crappier O-line last year, they – they made it through Tennessee, which has definitely a better front than we're going to offer tomorrow. They made it through uh, the Chiefs, which definitely offers a better front than we're going to offer. On, I'm sorry, on Sunday, and they almost made it through the Rams, who had Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and that defensive front, which is obviously a notch, several notches above what we're going to offer on Sunday. So, I think it's definitely overplayed this whole you know they're missing three linemen thing. Um, you know, maybe the crowd does come into play when it comes to the communication aspect, which obviously can throw things awry uh, on their part. But, um, man, I just I would have thought this would be a pick em kind of game. The five-and-a-half gets me a little encouraged. I'm like, what does somebody know here? This is, this is wild. But um, at the same time, it's, I'm, I'm, super, I'm just super anxious. I just can't wait to get this game going. But that's what I think. Not worried about our, our wideouts, believe it or not. And Davis, I think, is definitely you know, could live up to his uh, playoff hype. Um, but I, I got to see more out of what Bean and McDermott pride themselves on, which is that defense. And anytime they face a good offense, it seems like they never really level up. I, I don't remember the last time they really kind of, you know, impressed us with a great performance against a good offense. It seems like they're always, you know, they're always kind of pooping the bed when it comes down to a good offense. You know, and once in a while, I'd like to be surprised. That's all. Hmm. Okay. Can you and I think of a game where they were? What's really, a good offense? Top ten? Really good against a good offense. Uh, what's really good? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, shutting them down, doing doing what Baltimore did to Cincinnati last week, I guess would be would be some some kind of an answer to that. It's a fair enough point. It's a fair yeah. enough point. Well, can, can you expect a great day from them? What's a great day? Cincinnati's implied total is twenty one point seven five. Fourteen points. How did they? Yeah. Managed last year, it's not like they lit up the scoreboard, the Bengals, last year. 26 against the Raiders, 19 in overtime against Tennessee, 
That wasn't in overtime. It was it was close. It was down to the wire, but not in overtime. Mm-hmm. The Chief game was 24-all after regulation and then 20 points in the Super Bowl. This Bills team can score in a way, like, why is it five and a half? It's kind of two things for me. It's that there's more upside, I think, that's been shown in the Bills' offense, especially playing at home. And then... Um, well, I guess it's the same point, but no. the way the way that a team that has that can pull away, can just sort of roll, the Bengals. I'm not saying they couldn't, but you know what? Here, the thing the thing about the line, and you know this from me, if you don't know it already, the the thing with the line to do is to trust it, like that. That's what I want to do with the number. I do want to try to figure it out. I do want to understand it. But most of all, I want to defer to it. And if a game feels to me, whether it's a Bills game or any other game, we do the picks on Fridays, like, huh, what's up with that? Like, I want to try to figure it out, but I know that I'm not going to know more. I'm not going to figure out an answer that the market hasn't already come up with. You know, that it doesn't have to mean that they're right. There are upsets in the NFL, but I want to take some confidence in terms of the Bills, take some confidence into this game from... Yep. that spread because it, I think, like Sean, I think is is maybe most fans going, why isn't it lower? And that happens in the NFL. It happens all the time. It happens every week. What's the deal with this? You hear me do it on the picks. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a great record, but why is this <laughs> team only favored by three here? What are they right. telling you? Dallas-Tampa, for me, was one of these games. There have been a lot of them that I lost. Dallas-Tampa was, man, Dallas minus two and a half. At the, you've got Brady. You've got a home game. Dallas has been struggling even badly why is dallas favored like this because you you should pick dallas <laughs> i think so it's there's so much randomness in it that you yep. will be wrong plenty of times but i think it's just the the best thing to do is to respect that number and in the bill's case take some confidence from it if if anybody in the audience was screaming answers to the caller's question about when's the last time the bill's you know, defense really showed out against a, a top caliber offense. You, you may have been screaming the, the the thing that I just looked up to make sure I I, I thought of it, but I wanted to check the scores. The, la- the last two regular season meetings in Kansas City, the Bills have held the Chiefs to twenty points. Like th- there, those there are your games. Um, you know that that's that's a great job against the Chiefs offense. And, and two, and I know uh, the playoff games both years kind of mar the you know how we feel about them able to play the Chiefs. But they they two times in a row in this in the regular season they you know they held them to twenty points there. So it's that, also that it's also week answer. six, right? How many teams would you say since they've played that were had good offenses? However, you want to draw that line Miami in the night game and they scored 29 Detroit Detroit 25 Minnesota 33 yeah I mean I, I, I get it I get it you want it you want to what, what how did the caller put it the Bills calling card is it is their defense you know I guess um so let's see them be great yeah and that would be nice thank you Sean 803-0550 for your calls will be Looking for your input here. What are you afraid of? What are you not afraid of or worried about here? Going up until 5, then Sal Capaccio joins for the Duntire Roundtable with us, Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. As visions of a second point are on their sticks. Here's a lead pass. Knocked down in front of that. Scores! The workhorse from Whitehorse. 
the middle, finishes the night, and the Sabres win it in overtime, 12 seconds in. Football Friday, but come on with that play. I don't, that was insanity. I don't know if I've ever seen a player dribble a hockey puck. <laughs> like, he has to take the pass yep. out of the air, and then it bounces up, and he bats it down. I mean, just like he was like it was a tennis ball or something <laughs> in just that short. No wonder the goalie was off his line because he has no idea. I know. What was what the setup is. Yeah, what, before, before he could even really get out to, like, to take the breakaway, it, it's just like you're stunned. Like, what is even happening? I, I think is how I would look at the goalie on that play. Like, you just you don't expect a breakaway off that play. And suddenly there he is. I mean, it just happened so fast. Anytime this happens, I'm I'm flattered. We get the tweet that says, looking forward to the frame-by-frame. Frame. <laughs> right. We're not doing a frame-by-frame. Frame. It's probably worthy of it. Um, I did watch it two different times today to stop it to make sure it was onside because at full speed, mm-hmm. yep. it kind of looks like it almost has to be offside. But it's really not even that close. Yep. So, super job there, Darlene and Cousins. Yeah, the pass. I mean, all you know, people. I, I sneaky Joe last night was comparing it to. There's that 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 highlight from the 49er game from the 20 season in 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 Arizona. Was that yeah. game? Yeah. yeah. Um, where Allen like throw and it just it's perfect. It's it's over the middle and it's just over the outreached hands of a linebacker and it just drops right in front of the other guys. It's perfect. And you you get the Islander player at, around center ice like leaping and the, and you know the puck eludes him and it's just right. what a what a play what a play. Here's Chris with us. Hi, Chris. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, your conversation earlier about the uh, coin toss and what coaches decide to defer or keep, I've, I've always been confused why a coach would defer a kickoff when they could, you know, take the ball, you know, score a touchdown and start the game with a lead. Um, and my daughter started playing rugby in high school, and one of the weird things about rugby rules is when a team scores a try, um, they get the ball right back again on the next kick, and it turns out um, in rugby it's always – disadvantage to have the ball deep in your own end. I wonder if coaches are leaning like, let's get the ball deep in their end and take the ball away from the defense for that advantage. It's just a, just a weird anomaly, I think. Why would you not take the ball on the kickoff? Well, you might have been listening to us discuss it. And I said, like I say every time, it's kind of weird to me that it's never really explained in the booth. Like, it's almost not because it's not understood. Why it's better to defer is simple. 
it's because when you start the second half, you have more information than you do when you start the first. If you're behind by 20 points, you're going to know to play fast. If you're ahead by 20 points, you're going to know to play slow. If there's a key injury on your team or the other team, there's an adjustment that you might make to that to try to capitalize on that. Any number of things can constitute, you know, can count, can rate as that information. So why would you not want that? It's why coaches almost always do it. But the only kind of discussion you ever get in a broadcast is this kind of what the caller did. Why not get the ball and score a touchdown? Who said, what are your chances of getting a touchdown? <laughs> your drive starts probably your 25. Like, what are your odds? They're not going to be better than 50-50 for anybody. So it's not, you can't just assume a touchdown. Like, what if, you get, what if it's three and out? <laughs> like, that can happen too. That might be almost as likely, depending on the team. So that's why you'd rather start the ball with the ball in the second half. And uh, I don't think it has anything to do with rugby or anything else. That, that doesn't mean, I'm not, I, if I have to say it, that doesn't mean that every coach has the same reasoning because they probably don't. I think maybe Sean McDermott is bigger on the possibility of scoring at the end of the half and then getting the ball again and scoring again because he's bigger on momentum and feelings and stuff. You know, I don't mean that disparagingly. He's won a lot of games. But, you know, if it's, me i'm always deferring because i want to have that information at halftime to work with anything i left out no i think you covered it my wipers are broken that's a that's that's a problem tough place to live when your wipers are broken because it's kind of almost always this time of year doing something yeah and that's that's probably what's going to be going on this weekend i i can't get them to sit down what, what, what do you, what do you what, so what driving do you, here yesterday? They stopped right in the middle of the windshield, like diagonal. Just they huh. stopped, and then when I turned them off, then turned them back on, they go back down and they stop right in the same place. And then today, so today hmm. I leave my house and I before I turn the car on, I push them down because last night driving home, I could not get them to lay flat, push them down into the right position. And, okay, well, I can drive to work like this. It wasn't raining or anything. Then, like, one minute into my drive, there was a little moisture, and what's your instinct? Click. And they yeah. stopped right in the middle. <laughs> they stopped right in the middle again, so that didn't, that didn't fix it. So, so the, they, they, they're sitting like they normally sit on your windshield, but when you go to turn them on, they are stopping at Halfway like the up. midpoint, yeah. and, that, and then they just sit there. That's right. Hmm. Can you hear the – I don't need to start asking you questions about this this is gonna be like the glasses conversation people love that can you hear the motor whirring or something like it because you're obviously having a malfunction that like the wiper motor might be really Mm. giving you some trouble there and that is for me that's a trip to the shop that's i I think that's where i'm headed like let's pull the hood open and see if a neighbor wants to come help me uh that's not no not for me never ever never ever I'm taking it in, probably. Unless I could just they co- they suddenly begin to cooperate again. Well, that would I'm be taking nice. it in. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right. Because then I'm not having obstructed view driving home the whole way. Yeah. Okay. Time out here and the update. We'll talk some more. Bills Bengals Sunday at three. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.